A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome to another week, y'all. Oh, yay. We are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying each and every week. Jump on iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a bloody review if you like. Oh, that'd please be, do. That'd be lovely. Um, so Thinker Girl, the podcast where you can find us. Or, of course, join us on our Facebook gal group, facebook.com forward slash Thinker Girls. Now. Hello, young mate. Hello, old mate. How are you? What's been going down? Do I ever call you old mate? I'm no, not sure I whether don't. I do. That just felt a bit unnatural. I'm not a nick, I'm not a nickname like giver. It. I'm not a nickname giver, so I'm not sure. I'm one yeah. of those people that never had a nickname growing up. Like on my year 12 jumper, like everybody got their cool nicknames, which yeah. you would have had about 50 million to yeah, choose from. I did. I did. I didn't. So I kind of like semi made one up that my boss at the oh, chicken shop. I've got a rule that you can't oh, make I your know. own. Nickname up, mate. I know that, but everybody else had a cool name, so I wasn't just going to put Christy on the back. So guess what I put on the back instead? K bomb. Christo. K R I S T O. Christy was on the back, and, and people were like, so "Who shit. the fuck calls you that?" Nobody, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I do. Yeah, people call me it, and from my bo- my boss does, because it's like <laughs> supposed to be a freaking, it's supposed to be a schoolyard nickname, dickhead, not your charcoal chicken shop boss." I hope Con's doing well, by the way. He's probably still he had Shout he, out to Con. He had his finger in a lot of chicken shops, that man. He's probably done very well for himself. God, this, shout out, this, uh, this, this podcast goes out to Con. Who would have thought? Do you reckon Con was doing a few sneaky things under oh, the table? I'd say so. It was all cash, all cash. <laughs> all the Greeks love their cash. Oh, massive racial generalisation. I must we'll just skim, say. We'll no, skim past No, it. I work for a couple. That I can only say in my own experience, I work for three different Greek families, all in charcoal chicken shops. <laughs> all cash And it's all cash yeah. <laughs> Work oh. for me. Oh, yeah. oh, this week's podcast is a good one because it is our very first guest who comes from the interseas. Yeah. <laughs> the, the overseas. overseas. It's, it's, it's a mixture of international and overseas in case any of you at home couldn't keep up with the new that. word. Yeah, so this interseas. is like neck level, next step for us. We're talking mm. to Emma Gannon. Some people like, might actually know her as the name of her blog, which is Girl Lost in City. She's also um, got a new, she's got a book. She's going to be published author very soon. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. She does so much writing for so many different magazines, especially at Glamour Magazine over in the UK. She's based in London. Yeah, so she's going to have an English accent, which is so exciting. Can you please dial her? Let's yeah. give her a buzz. Um, because I I mean, I've got a thing for English accents. If you're a guy and you open your mouth and you have an English accent, mm. it's pretty safe so to say that I'm anyone. She wants in. <laughs> so just, there'll be so many freaks coming up to you now putting on fake UK oh, I'll be able to. I'll yeah. be able to tell. Don't worry. I know uh, a true English. Hello? Emma Gannon, hello. 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 It's the Thinker Girls. Thanks for answering. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hello, hello. So excited. We're, we're very thrilled to talk to you. How did this all kind of happen? Because to be honest, I, I we kind of have wish lists. And Christy, you came across Emma and said, we need to get this girl on the show. You know how sometimes you just do a bit of a lurk? Like you're just scrolling through stalking randoms. Uh, I was going to say on Instagram. I think this was actually on. Uh, yeah, I think this was on Twitter, and I'm not sure. You know what it's like. You click on one thing, one thing leads to another, and then all of a sudden, I'm on some amazing blogger and writer from the UK's website slash Twitter, and I was like, "We need to get this bitch on the podcast." And yeah. Then send an email, and now we're I here. I love oh. Someone was saying the other day that it's lost its magic, and you can't. You know, nothing good really comes on there anymore. And I was thinking, that's not true. I still meet and talk to so many cool people. Well, it's funny you say that. Christy's better at Twitter than me. um, And a lot of our guest contacts have been through Twitter. Like, you know, she'll tweet heaps of people and and just open that open that door up a little bit. I think everybody goes on there and is kind of open. There's a real, I don't know, an even space on Twitter. Facebook is a little bit different, but Twitter, I feel like everyone, if you're following and following back, I don't know, there must be this like universal consensus, I'm okay if you contact me. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially people that have kind of got managers, like the the higher up and the more successful and the more kind of... Harder to get. Yeah, the harder to get. But there's something so amazing still about Twitter that, you know, potentially there's people looking after, you know, Facebook or websites or emails or whatever. But typically there'll always be that that person, no matter how famous they are, with Twitter on their phone. So that they potentially might just see something come through, just like you have, Emma. So we're so glad how random that Twitter has (laughs) united you on an Australian girls podcast, which we're so excited (laughs) about. Well, I had the same reaction. I went on your website and I was like... I love these girls. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, cool. universal <laughs> bitch love. I love it. Yeah. Hey, if you haven't listened to our, our show before, welcome. If you found us through Emma, a big cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> That's so racist. I was, <laughs> I was joking. But I mean, hello. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We are two chicks that talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying each and every week. You can download the show on iTunes. Um, you can head to our Facebook page to find out different ways to stream it. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash thinker girls so we bring a gem we call it our topic of the week as i said something that's on our mind that we're thinking but not saying so let's get stuck into this uh emma you find yourself at the beginning of the day we're at the end of our day so we need to put you onto a good boost and kind of get you into having like the best day ever um so let's do a bit of a contents uh what do you want to bring this week young mate um, I want to talk this week about compromises. Um, it's something in – it's pretty personal because um, I was on the phone to Dad the other day actually and he was talking about stuff going on in his life and he's like, it's just a part of life, whether it's relationships or love or work or whatever, you can apply this particular theory. So I want to talk about compromises within your lives and, and how that's kind of come into play into your story. Okay, I want to talk about uh, women and their relationship with themselves in sex. So I'm not talking about masturbation. I'm talking about when your partner or someone you're sleeping with says to you, what can I do for you? And that question, what it means for us, what the answers are, because I've been recently asked this question and... I didn't know the answers and I I think that it's something we should all really be thinking about and I'm interested to hear what you girls have to say. Yeah, I like that. Um, Emma, what have you got to to bring to the table to kickstart your date? Still pretty early over there in the UK. (laughs) So (laughs) hopefully we're... we're We'll play nice. Yeah. The earliest I've been up in like 
two years. Yeah, sorry um, about that. No, I, I'm, um, I'm really interested in um, creativity at the moment and how we kind of go about um, projects that we've really wanted to work on for a long time and we kind mm-hmm. of never get round to. Um, inspired by Liz Gilbert's new book, um, Big, Mag- Big Magic. Just it's funny. Barriers, yeah. It's funny that you say that because I, I've, I, I love Deep Pray Love. Um, and then I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know if she had a hiatus or I had a hiatus with her or where it went. But I've just found her in such a big way. I think her Facebook page is really amazing. If you guys don't follow it, make sure you do because she's so personal on it, and it is. Mm. She's just very open. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I listen to her podcast also, um, which is basically oh, yeah. an extension of that book. So you girls need to hear it if you yeah. haven't. Um, so I can't wait to crack in. Let's talk about that. Actually. Yeah, can we Emma, do, do that wanna, first? Do you want to just... kick it off? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I actually love how she uses her Facebook page because she um, she says that she's it's helped her write the book. She's been able to have con- like intimate conversations with people there who follow her. Yeah, wow. and it's kind of inspired some of the chapters. So I love the idea that she's kind of answering lots of people's questions in the book. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, what do you guys think about? Is there anything that you've sort of done, well, haven't done, that you really, really want to do and what, what the barrier would be? Because for me, um, it's not really time. I find that I can make time for things that I want to do and things that I love. Like I, I can block out time in the week. It's not really a problem. Mm. It's more psychological barriers, barriers I think. Yeah. And I think it's got to do a lot with confidence because for me, even since someone's been interested in my book idea, for example, the fact that I've got a book coming out next year, it's made me think, oh, okay, well, maybe I should have done this earlier because <laughs> it's taken so long to get the confidence to kind of write the idea down. It's yeah. funny. I feel like there's no way it would have happened earlier mm. <laughs> because I think it, I think mm-hmm. it's so much about timing and where you're at as well as yeah, having the yeah. idea. Um, but, I mean, we can super relate. This this mm. passion project of ours yep. is currently being formed into a business. Um, and we're the, at the moment we're probably two years in working together but many more years kind of pushing for our radio careers and, mm. and our creativity. And we've, we're so lucky that we found something in each other but also in our passion that's different. Like we have this real point of difference. Um, but – the, the challenge is, yeah, now trying to monetize it and, and having that business side, which can really be like a like a massive turnoff, essentially. Like yeah. it's just this, there's so many serious conversations and there's so much extra risk, the creativity risk mm. for us because we found something that sang with our soul so much, which is this show. It wasn't so, it didn't feel like a risk because we had each mm. other and it was mm. really this true connection to what we'd wanted to do. Like it was weird. And so it always felt like the greatest, most beautiful fit. But so we were lucky from that perspective of finding this, but then, and it kind of found us in a way, but, um, but then the business side of things, yeah, it's tricky. It's really hard. And it's, um, and so we, we can completely relate to trying to make creativity a life. Not that everyone needs to make it a business, Mm. but that's what our path is for this. and, And it's, that book has been, it's been a really good inspiration for you to see that creativity isn't just in those that choose it. It's in everyone. It just mm. depends on how you play it out in your life. And I think and that, that was such a big part. Like I'm only halfway through the book, Emma. I haven't actually even finished it yet. But, oh, I haven't read it. I've only listened to the podcast. But it's that But it's that mm. good that I actually, on the drive home from work, sometimes I think about 
getting home and just getting stuck into the book and just reading it after you know over my sandwich for lunch. But I suppose what I and although I am only halfway through, what I've taken most out of it is is what Stace was just was kind of saying then in in the way that we think about creativity. Like it's not just for. Um, as she kind of describes in that book, it's not just for this gifted special few and it's, I don't know, taking mm-hmm. elements of that and, and using it in your everyday life. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, your full-time job. You might just like doing that on the side and that's that's where you express yourself. But I don't know, for me, the struggle personally comes from the, the chapter about like permission and who you need to actually ask permission from. Um, to be able to live your best and your and your best creative life, and I think I I kind of struggle a little bit with that, and you know, the, kind yeah, of thinking yeah. about the money side of things, like yeah, the business, is, side yeah, the business in. side yeah, of things, yeah. where you go, oh, is this a smart move? Is this the right move? You know, what would mum or dad say, or you know, when they go into protective mode? So I suppose there's all of those questions as well. But as Stacey just said, it's never been an issue of we feel like a creative block or we're not quite sure. You know, like that's the, well, e- we that's have, the and, easy part. We, and Emma, we would have found it probably yeah. before this show. So it's kind of funny and, and quite fitting that we talk about it. But when you talk about your book, had you already written it and not pushed it out? Or have you just recently, have you had the idea in your head and then written it? Like what was the process and, and the blockage there? I think um, in terms of the blockage, I think what's what's been really good for me personally, like reading the book and even before then, is that um, I, I didn't, I didn't really think about the process of actually writing it. And I was just being, I think I was just being quite impatient. And I was like, I really want to write a book. Um, and oh, I really want it to do yeah. well. And, and, Liz, yeah. and Liz Gilbert always talks about how that's not the right approach. And that's not how you should really treat creativity either, because you're just treating it like something that should should like just happen mm. and also should just happen to you. <laughs> and it just isn't oh, like We're getting that. kind of goosebumps. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should really enjoy yeah. the process really spoke to me. Yeah. So, now I feel like the book, writing the book has literally like changed me as a person. Like I've learned wow. so much. I'm like, I know myself better. I know that I can have fun in my own time. Um, I've, like, I've just been enjoying it and I've been like laughing at my computer and just like it's been an act of total enjoyment. So mm. it's almost like whatever happens now doesn't matter in a way, even though I obviously want it to do well and I want people to like it. But it's really freeing because she, you know, she talks a lot about how when you finish a book, it's nothing to do with you anymore. Mm. And it goes out into the world. And That's so pretty. It's not, I love it's, that not idea. Your, it's not yours. So people can do whatever they want with it because it's not yours anymore. And I just love that. I think yeah, you enjoy nice. it. You have yeah. fun. Like you yeah. learn more about yourself and then you let it go. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, it's really And it's nice. where that magic word comes in too. Make you feel better. Yeah. Where where does that where did that kind of start for you, Emma? Like was it when you say about, you know, finding that confidence within yourself to be able to be comfy and and sit in that process and really enjoy it because, you know, that's the most important part. Like I mean, have you always been a writer? Like did it take you what like was it a quite a long journey to be able to get to get to that point where you realize that this is what you love doing like was that a bit of a journey in itself or is this something that you've always known that you wanted to do is just a matter of getting the confidence up to be able to kind of channel that into a particular project yeah I think so I mean I um I've always done it on the side but I think I've always been a bit kind of I don't know I've always treated writing like something that you do on the side and you don't get paid for it and 
it's really fun, but don't expect to get money. Like, mm. that's what I thought for, like, years. And it wasn't, like, a snobby thing. It was more just, I, I shouldn't think that I can earn money from writing. Like, who can do that? That's impossible. Get real. <laughs> that was my attitude. So I would just do it for fun, and I'd have a job. Like, I've always had a job. I've always had, like, a really stable job from, for, for, like, six years now. And I've always sort of just written on the side, mm. um, built up a portfolio. And then I got you know, down the line, like two or three years. And I was like, actually, I've got loads of writing here that people have enjoyed, got good feedback, you know, a few things I did get paid for, but it wasn't like a job. And then I found that actually that portfolio let, like, make, kind of allowed me to cross over into journalism quite easily. Um, I just had so much material that I could go into an interview and say, I'm ready now, I think, to work in an editorial situation. I've got all these skills like I'm, you know, I've worked in like a digital marketing place for years for brands. Like I've, I've been in this environment for a long time. Can I make the move? And I just kind of stepped over, um, just transferred like all of my skills over into online journalism. So, oh, keep going. Um, don't worry. <laughs> so, Never mind. Yeah, I think um, I've kind of beat that stereotype I think of people thinking oh I need to now just be an intern and start from the bottom mm. you don't necessarily you just build up your own kind of set of skills on by just doing what you love mm. so it's really interesting I think the um the other interesting thing is I suppose we've talked about it from making it a business perspective but Christy even how after you've read it you've started speaking about uh, performing, like singing, like that's a part of your life that I guess you had made a decision to maybe not take the business road and kind of and do it and keep it as something else. Uh, maybe not forever, but, mm. you know, for mm. a time. Yep. And I think it's really important. I don't know, not everything has to be a business as well. So it's like, because on this podcast, I feel like it's, we really drive yeah. with people kind of finding their passion and, and then pushing through to make it your life. And let me tell you, I highly recommend that. <laughs> but yeah. I guess there's also this other element that you might like painting on a Sunday and you don't make time mm -hmm. for it because it's not your job on the yeah. flip side and you actually should make time for it because it's what your soul needs and what makes you sing and what makes you get through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And I just think there's this real element that we all need to look within and go, okay, well, what's my creative thing because I like she says in the book everyone has one it's not mm. a matter of you mm. doing it or yeah. you're that kind of person everybody's got a bit of creativity so mm. and usually and it stems it's, it's back from when you were little cause... too if you're not sure what it is go back to when you were a kid because I guarantee yeah. that it connects a lot of the time mm. to what you still love to do yeah it's true yeah I think and that's how a lot of um really successful people have ended up kind of you know you look at these documentaries and it's like a band and they're like oh yeah we used to go to like practice mm -hmm. band practice on a Sunday yeah. and it's like well you know if you might as well because it could turn into something amazing but either well, yeah. way you've had loads of fun doing it that's yeah, it this podcast was a hobby yeah it's become a little bit more than that now um but it's yeah it's crazy I know that's so amazing that we're all on the same page with her we love you Liz Yay. we really want her to listen we might have to get a Twitter army out behind oh. us to make sure she um she you know what we need to do us. we almost need to start kind of a hashtag and then try and make it trend worldwide and then she sees it yeah, I don't well, know that's, a, that's yeah. a big jump Jeez. yeah yeah I'm just talking small here I'm just talking small <laughs> um I'm gonna crack into mine yeah. 
I want to talk about uh, the idea about women being unsure of what their sexual needs are. And it was it came up for me when I uh, was sleeping in the, was in in bed with a guy, and he was really just communicative and really open to kind of figuring out what made me tick and what I wanted to the point where he actually said, what do you, well, like really quite calmly, not kind of, it wasn't like we were having some conversation, but in the moment he was like, what do you need? Like, what, what do you want? Wow. And, and because we were in the moment, I was like, this is mortified because I don't have an answer. It's not like we're having a conversation where I could change the subject. Like, oh, actually, could you change the channel? That's not happening. Like, we're about to have sex or in the process of having sex. (laughs) And he's asking me and I'm like, fuck. Hang on a second. I don't know what the fuck to say. You, Stacey June, were lost for words. Like, did you? (laughs) She actually had no idea what to say, which, Emma, is quite rare for old Stacey because she kind of always has an answer for everything. (laughs) So it's interesting that that he's just flawed. You. He has, yeah. and I think. So what I, happened? Did you just sort of? Well, did you say anything? Or I was mortified, not so much because I had nothing to say, but because, well, yeah, because I didn't. But I think more so from the realization that I didn't have an answer, not from not speaking, but the mm. fact that I didn't, I couldn't answer him, and I, I was mortified in myself, and I, I, I was embarrassed, not because he made me feel uncomfortable, but because. I was 32 years old and wasn't sure what sexually made me tick. And you're so focused on what they're doing or what they're thinking or. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Or all the different, Mm. I mean, I'm all in my head all the time. And it's just been a real funny thing to be in the moment in that place. It's a a challenge for me. I have to force myself to be in the moment. And it's taken a long time. I Mm. was with like boyfriends in the past where I would be, but I feel like sometimes that comes with relationships and this wasn't so much like that. So it was this other kind of pool that I was swimming in that I wasn't familiar with already and it was really nice because it was honest and intimate and there wasn't this relationship behind it. It was just mm. two people being really invested in each other and I haven't really experienced that. So I think what I'm trying to say is is that I, we need to be asking ourselves or experimenting or finding out mm. 
what it does to make us tick because there are guys out there that want to do that for us. And Mm. I think a lot of the problem, there's a lot of them that don't care. I'm not saying that everybody does, but a lot of them do. And there's these beautiful men that are willing to sexually provide for us Mm. and give us what we need. And I don't think we put ourselves first and think about what that is. So did you, so was it the fact that you were embarrassed to say it out loud or or was the fact that you actually, you had, you had no idea? I mean, I, some tricks of the trade that you know will get me off but it wasn't about that it wasn't about like let's just quickly get there do you Mm. know what I mean like Mm. there was this real real honest open question which was not just about a quick fix like he wasn't all about like he was like it wasn't all about let's just kind of get each other off it's bam bam thank you ma'am like it was more than that and I (laughs) I didn't really know if there were all these different tools or all these different things that I like this there I like that there I didn't really know what to say. And so I kind of said, well, I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out and then come back and tell yeah. me. I mean, what about you guys? If someone asked like... – sorry, go, Emma. No, no, I was just going to say, how I don't think there's just one formula. Even if mm. you said the same thing, mm. like even if you were asked that a few times, I think you could say different things each time. Yeah, or it could it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's really true. But And the other thing is I think as well for guys, or I think it is also about the moment, like you said, but I guess I was probably quite perplexed that he was so invested. Like so it was, was that, I don't know. Was, was that weird. the first time that you'd ever been asked by a partner what gets what gets you off? Like not what feels re- good? No, no, it's not the first time. Maybe it's the first time properly Mm. invested in a casual sense most of my relationships obviously you have those conversations Mm. but it's different I'm I'm single so and I don't really do that all the time like I'm not really kind of out there in this kind of Carrie Bradshaw sex in the city girl Mm. where I'm you know having different partners every day writing about it which although it would be great for my writing like for the column (laughs) but um but you know and they're there but it's just not that often so I suppose when it was in this kind of forum, which was out of a relationship and it was this experimental stage, I just found myself pleasantly surprised but yeah. also that's, quite confronted. Yeah, yeah. yeah quite yeah. confronted. I think some I think some men like totally get off on that though. Like when it's all That's about, what my what friend said. What like my mate out? and he's yeah. a guy. Like, right. I've, I've had that before where I've been like, Whoa, you're really you like don't care at all about you in this situation. All yeah. about the girl, you mean? Because that's their thing. Because they get yeah, off yeah, from like making the, the, you get off. That they don't even focus on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, i got to say. Was that the situation, like, it's, it was, it's confronting how focused he is on that. I was <laughs> like, wow, you, like, you really care about this. Like, and in some ways, it but was... Also, I think it's a bit of a, um, like, a, I think sometimes it's, it's like a, not um. Oh, what am I trying to say? It's not like a trophy. Like an achievement, the kind I of. To know. They, yeah. Yeah. They would let. They would feel really rubbish about themselves if they hadn't given you like the best time ever. I don't think that's a bad quality. No. Though. Are no, we thinking? No. It's a very good. It's a brilliant quality. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no complaints. But I think maybe this comes kind of out of you know when when you have sex with somebody if it's a guy and a girl it's pretty clear when a guy is having a good time like if he can actually get there and if he can come it's kind of like there's no there's no ability and there's no room for a guy to be able to fake whether he's liking it or whether he's not or whether he's getting there like whereas as a female sometimes you almost feel bad if 
even you're not enjoying it if they know that you're not enjoying it. There's like this thing Yeah, you're where, thinking about yeah, that too. It's you're so constantly full on. still pr- trying to please them by pretending that you're pleased even though That's you're not me. pleased, which is crazy. But, you know, I think yeah. I think it comes from that as well. We're like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to kind of hurt their feelings because they are a yeah, dud root and I and like, I want to protect oh, them." <laughs> and it's um, like if they are shit, I'm sure they probably want <laughs> to know about it so they can kind of work on yeah, the problem. Yeah, but that's different when you're you're not in a relationship with someone. <laughs> like, how do you have those conversations? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think though the, the the real focus that I wanted to have this week when I was telling the story was if you were asked that question, and you're right, Emma, it mm. isn't going to be the same every time. And it does, it does have different variables depending on what mood and who you're with and how it's all going. But I do think that it would challenge a lot of women to answer that question overall. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's something we should... Yeah. Should really have a think about it. If you ask yourself, what would you tell a guy that that wanted to know how to get you off? What would you say? Mm. And because yeah. I, I think we have been conditioned to just like pretend we're enjoying it in all these weird positions. Yeah. <laughs> And being like adventurous and like doing things for them. Yeah, sometimes the yeah, angles the are like, day, oh, that's actually hurting my pal. Like you're pounding in the back of my spine. Yeah, sometimes like, it makes God. you feel like you want to do a poo. Have you ever <laughs> had that? Where you feel so full in your in that area yeah. that you just feel a bit constant. Like there's a like you need to sit on the toilet. It's awkward. Yeah. But and I, some people don't have any idea as well. So like. You can go along with something for an hour yeah. and be like, an hour? I just wasted an hour of my life. An hour? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been in a relationship for six and a half years and it, it took it took me a very long time to be able to be comfortable. Like it took, I'd never had an orgasm before I'd been with my partner and it took a good year where he was like, it was like his mission where he was like, I need to be able to figure this out. But I think that took a lot to get there because for me to be able to get there and feel good and it's kind of yeah. like a sure thing now. I know the exact formula and it's me helping him. But, but you, I think this is great. the catch. Yeah. I think the catch is don't get into your formula. You need to keep experimenting because I was with a guy for a really long time. I knew how he could get me there and mm. then that was it. Now, I'm not mm. saying you're going to have a breakup and you need to go experiment. But it is important that we we keep mixing it up because you can yeah. get into that formula. and then you like Exactly. You just yeah. go straight to the one thing then I come out of the relationship I'm not with the same dude so it's going to be different mm. and next minute I can't even tell someone what makes me feel good because the only thing I knew to make me feel good was done by a different partner mm. and I did that for eight years do you know what I mean like it's full on you've mm. got to practice you've got to you've got to get all the different tools out but it's hard isn't it because <laughs> when you know what works for you and you know what's going to get you there yeah, you're a bit you like oh there. it's fast it's it's <laughs> a fast route like that's the one I'm taking I don't want to go all around the all around the bush I just want to go straight there <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I know what wanna, you mean, though. It's just, you want to get straight for a yeah. swim, don't yeah. you? You walk to the beach, you want jumped right in. You oh, don't want to yeah. have to do the bushwork to no, get there. No, Just jump right in, in, right, have a dip right in the water. Yeah, and I don't have appropriate up. footwear. I mean, I've just got thongs on. <laughs> I'm not equipped. Um, anyway, let's change tact. I want to talk about compromises. Um, and I'm not just talking about in a sense of a relationship or um, maybe in a work sense. I'm talking about... In every single area of your life, there are certain compromises from this idyllic image that you have in your head and what you aim for. And I think that's 
great to have. But then there's also things that happen and that unfold in your life where you have to be A-OK and go with the flow. And I'm not saying all the time we still don't aim for the stars and, and really drive for what you want. But there is a big element where you need to be okay with making a, a bit of a compromise here and there. And I was thinking about this because I, I had a pretty full-on conversation with my dad, only today actually. And um, he was talking about, it was, it's pretty full-on and pretty deep, so I won't go into too much detail about what's going on in his life. But he uh, he was talking about him and mum and their relationship. And, and I said something like, well, that's just bullshit because, I mean, you guys just should be happy and you should be doing whatever it is that, that makes you guys happy. And he, and he kind of, and there was just this moment before he answered where I was like, shit, hello. And he was like, well, it's just not true. Like, we, you don't have to be happy all the time and, and that's just life. And I never kind and of... marriage. Uh, yeah, and it's not marriage. He's just He just said it's not fucking real life and that's okay. Because I was like, well, you sound frustrated. He's like, Christy, I've been frustrated for 30 fucking years and they're, they're still married and they're, they're obviously they're together because they love each other. But it kind of hit home where I was like, oh, shit. Not everybody that's married and not everybody that's in a relationship or together or in a friendship or whatever... It's not peachy keen all the time. And there are going to be patches. And for some marriages, like my parents, sometimes you go through weeks, months, years, where I suppose you kind of go, well, this is maybe what I thought things would be like. It's just not the case because of ABCD. And you make a compromise and you make it work. And obviously they're together for a reason. They're together because they want to be together. But it's interesting... It's interesting in that he was, you know, finding himself a bit frustrated when you, I, I think in relationships, both parties kind of need to bend a certain way and be okay with, okay, well, I thought it was going to go down this route. It's kind of gone, I veered off this way and that's okay, but I'm all right. If we kind of bend to each other and we meet in the middle somewhere and we can still find happiness and, <coughs> pardon me, yeah, still... I, I think that's um, so oh. true, especially with, you know, if you're, like, ever going to have um, children, you can't you can't both do everything you want to do. Mm. And you will have to make time for each other still as well. Mm. And someone was saying this the other day, cause, like, a big conversation at work was, um, you know, how do you make it work when you're at work, you're a mum, and you've got all these different things going on. And someone was like, oh, you just have to, like, compromise with your partner. Mm. And they, they made it sound quite easy. But then it was like, well, that, that just must be the answer. You know, you, you split it down the middle and you you can't go out every night. You can't stay in every night. You can't do everything all the time. Mm. And I, I suppose we've spoken on this podcast before, Stace, and, and Emma, just to fill you in about, um, you know, everything in a relationship needing to be split down the middle 50-50 because that's fair game and that's the way that it goes. But... It, it's just not the case in life. It doesn't kind of, you can't just get a red marker and, and kind of draw down the middle and be like, oh, well, that's fair and square. I do this, you do yeah. this, and uh, everything's happy and we meet in the well, middle it's not, that it's way. It's not humans. I think that's the thing. Humans are complex beings. So there's not a chance in hell that we're not mathematical, we're not robots. Mm. So there's so many things that goes into one human and it can be so different from any moment of the day. Mm. So it just is an unrealistic thing to put on yourselves. If 
there was ever some kind of ridiculous even-steven spread. I guess the thing that is a real hard thing to get your head around when it comes to marriage for me is that that fine line of knowing when when you stay, like for how long mm. and how far do you compromise and flex and to stay or, or to, to what's a better life for yourself because I feel mm. like there's this other generation on one side that are terrified of being by themselves and, mm. and didn't know didn't know a life where, you know, my parents and people wouldn't know what life was like as a single 32-year-old woman. Like it just, mm. it, things are really different. So I, and, and we're all kind of empowered and liberated to know that even if there is a relationship that doesn't work, you can walk away from it because being by yourself is okay. It's a great mm. option. Mm. Whereas different mm. generations, I feel like, don't always feel that way. My dad certainly struggles with being by himself and has been in funny relationships because of it Mm. but at the same time I also have seen sometimes I think to myself my god my parents could have just stayed together or like you know not because I (laughs) I think it's that simple but at the same time I think there also does take this commitment with marriage that like you said and like your dad said where you do need to bend and things are just not always going to be that great because that's that's what it is that's Mm. what commitment is where do you you choose marriage thing What's that about? It's just a relationship thing. Is it is it a marriage thing? Because I don't I don't really understand how anything changes if you do get married. You're yeah, still in a relationship. Yeah. And you're still, I think from I, I think I think it's all to do with like personalities as well. Because when you're with the right person, I think it just balances out as well. Like you know, so I, I'm out more. My boyfriend's at home more. Yeah. He does more yeah. housey stuff just because he's here. Mm. Um, you know, I need him to help me out in certain ways. I help him out in certain ways. Like, I mean, it's not easy all the time, but it is quite easy just because he's laid back. I'm a bit stressy. Like, yeah. it's like a balanced thing. Well, I think the thing is as well, it's, it's yeah, recognising what you just said, Emma, the difference in, in personalities. But then I think it's also the effort. It's the effort that, that I don't know, that it really can really make or break. That if there's one person that, yeah, they, they fuck up and they're not perfect all the time and it's not happy all of the time. But I think so long as there is an effort coming from both sides, it can't, it can't be one-sided where someone just goes, well, mm. that's the way that it is. And the other person goes, well, I'm trying to make it work here. I really am. And I, I just think there needs to be that effort. And yeah. I'm not saying you, you each bend when needed or when necessary, but... Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes you can try things. You can have a crack at things or, you know, I I don't like the way that you do that or I don't like the way that you speak to me or, you know, this isn't working for me. Let's try and figure this out. And I think so long as that other person or that other party or whatever is is listening and hearing and, and making an effort and taking that advice and that feedback on board, even if they don't actually tick the box, Every yeah. single time, it's you, just I hear it's you. You've got to be present. Yeah. You've got to be present in the relationship. So even if you're trying and you're failing, you're still present. Mm. I think that's. Yeah. The, I think it's that's what you're trying to say. Like I think it's like, it's really simple. You're just showing up. It's yeah. really you know you're showing up every day, and you may not be winning, and you may not be always getting the like the effect that you're trying for, but you're giving it a hardcore crack. Like, yeah. 
Um, That's so true. Even if the person's try looking like they're trying, or yeah, they are trying, it's good enough. It's really good changing. enough. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Sometimes you just want to be heard. Like you know, sometimes you can. All it takes is for that other person or for that other party to go. Okay, I hear ya. I'll, I'll try. You know, and it might take a while. It might take weeks, months. It might take years, you know, for a particular behaviour or whatever to, to try and be turned around or or at least recognised. But I think so So long as that other person goes, all right, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm not saying that I'll be able to change overnight. But so long as, I don't know, there's that ca- that kind of recognition. I think that certainly goes a long way. Mm, mm, that's interesting it is interesting and I think that yeah the turning up thing is like sounds like such a simple thing but I think there's at times where you could so turn the other way and still be living in a relationship Mm, mm. like and you're right it isn't just marriage and I think it's I think it's all relationships. I more meant because I feel like the other, like a generate, like a generation of your parents and my parents. There's this marriage thing as well, mm. though, that adds mm. this extra pressure that marriage yeah. is supposed to look a certain way. Like I feel mm. like we don't have mm. that pressure God, on ourselves. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Whereas there's this like, <laughs> like I, I think that's so true. It's, oh, it's like the poor the, bastards. It's just the <laughs> yeah. Psychological pressure of being like, yeah. well, the Catholic Church, all this stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. it's got so much to answer for in terms of this pressure of that generation of what what life is supposed to be. And, and even though we feel like we've got pressure on us, we do have choice and there is this much more liberation and, and much more openness than I guess they were seeing, you know. Mm. So even though I'd like it to be a little bit more, I'd like my gay friends to get married and a few other things, um, I think it is still very vast difference to what our parents were stepping in at what age 19 having yeah. kids at 22 and yeah. and then having mm. them all try and look like they're the same fucking people mm. you know like it's crazy God, yeah. yeah it's so crazy but so true. That brings us to the end of the show because, oh I mean, God. you've got to go. It's gone so quick. I was about to say that went oh. in the blink of an eye. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, could, I could stay on the phone for another five hours. <laughs> Same. If you want to get yeah. ready, we could talk to you while you're on the tube. Yeah. <laughs> you do have um, a fairly long commute into work, so yeah, we're happy we'll, to. We'll let you go. Um, yeah. But Emma Gannon, it's been an absolute pleasure. Girllostinthecity.com is where you can find her work or Girl Lost in the City on Twitter. Please make sure that you let her know if you heard her here. And, and if you found us through Emma, we're so grapped that you've joined us. Um, and thanks so much for your time, Em. Thank you so much. Good times. <laughs> it's been amazing. If yeah. you do want to download cool. any of our other shows, bye, Emma. Um, bye, you bye, can bye. head to iTunes uh, or find us at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls. Uh, you can also find our videos and bits and pieces at youtube.com forward slash the thinkergirls. Uh, Till next week. See you, young mate. See ya. Bye, Dale. Bye. Coming up next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. One of our favourites, Miss Maz Compton. Oh, it's, she's a part of the Dan and Maz show, formerly a part yeah. of the Dan and Maz show, which is super, super orcs. Um, and we can't wait to actually have a bit of a chat with her about how she's feeling, what's going on, and what's the next steps for her. And, of course, our normal Thinker Girl gems. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinker Girl TV on Twitter. Psst. Hey, you. You're looking for some more? Well, clearly, they're sticking around <laughs> for something. Well, we've got... What have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, YouTube 
facebook.com forward slash the thinker girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast we've got. <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.